Hello, I'm Molly Wood, host of CNN's Pancreas Newsletter. And I am Tom Merritt, once again, the author of The Real Deal. <laughs> once again, The Real Deal has been authored. As I have authored two now in a row. <laughs> two in two weeks. Woo-hoo. Hot diggity. Uh, welcome to Buzz Out Loud, the CNET podcast. That's what we are. Yes. And we're here to talk about wasting your time. <laughs> we're here to waste your time. We'll talk about wasting your time. But first, I think, Tom, you have some things to say about the hottest phone in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I recently purchased a Motorola Razor, <laughs> and uh, we were recently on the Alpha blog. Kent German was talking about uh, the fact that the Razor, uh, according to the Motley Fool, is the hottest handset, sold about 5 million units, boosted Motorola's market share to 18.1% during the same period. And you know what, folks, people? It's all marketing. Folks, people. It's all <laughs> looks. It's a nice phone. It yeah. actually sounds really good. I like, you know, that it's it's got a good amplification. The user interface needs a little work. Yeah, I actually needs a lot of work. Have always found that Motorola's UI is, and it doesn't have much. There's zoom in the in the camera, but there's no FM radio. There's yeah. no recording. There's no. Yeah, here's the deal. I actually was also deeply, deeply in love with the Razer. Thought about buying it. I'm a Trio user. And so I went into the store and I picked up the razor and I tried to send the text message that I send to my husband almost every day from the bus, which is like, hey, I'm halfway up the road on the way to our house. So meet me in the village in like 10 minutes. So I try to send this text message or figure out how to send it. Mm-mm. Like 20 minutes later, I just had to leave. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'm keeping my trail. Yeah. And I, I was trying to send Molly a picture yesterday. And part of it is because I'm dumb. <laughs> Uh, I didn't get it sent. I also ran out of time. But it shouldn't take that no. long to figure out how to send something. Your phone shouldn't make you feel that dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad about the Razor. Although the people who have bought it, it's like as soon as they get it, they're just like, oh my God, it's the most amazing thing ever. And whenever I see Tom's, I'm like, wow, I need one. But my, Also, the paint's I, scratching off. Don't, <gasps> don't put it in the same pocket with keys. He has the black Razor, by yeah, the way. Yeah, the black just coming right off. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there you have it. Razor. Yeah, at least from my perspective. From it still looks Tom's cool. Perspective. Still looks, looks really cool. Looks really cool. Yep, everybody loves it. It's pretty but dumb. Yeah, it's like Barbie. <laughs> pretty and made of plastic. <laughs> Actually, it's not it's made of metal. Made of metal, but anyway. <laughs> it's like metal Barbie. <laughs> now that we've wasted some time talking about that. Yeah. Right. We need to talk about the uh, thank you. Big thank you th- to Ars Technica Seriously. for debunking this study. I, I Mad props, we saw as the, they say on the MTV. We saw the link on Slashdot uh, to the Ars Technica debunking of a study that claims that web surfing costs businesses nearly $200 billion. In lost productivity per year. Yeah. A loss of more than $5,000 per employee per year. Yeah. You know what? The employees don't, generate that much revenue yeah this is such fud <laughs> fear uncertainty doubt i mean that usually and this isn't necessarily what ours technica how they're debunking usually the problem with these things is that they pretend that every minute of right. an employee's day is productive right unless they're surfing the web in which case in which case absolutely not money blown out the door it's just money lit on fire one of the best things that they say in the ars technica article though and it's quoted on slash dot is the uh, the question of did they figure in all of the email we answer from home right. outside of business hours right or from our trios that's true for me uh, for example or the thinking I do as I go off to sleep right like, God what are we going to talk about on the podcast tomorrow <laughs> what will we do and another interesting thing on the Ars Technica debunking is that they said 
IT in the apparently in the study they said IT decision makers polled believe that employees are spending an average of 5.9 hours per week surfing the internet for non-work related reasons. That's what the IT quote unquote decision makers believe. The people who would love to be blocking websites, I'm sure, because that's where you get whatever spyware and viruses. Mm-hmm. And I hit something with my pen <laughs> just now and scared you know the crap out of running. They're actually uh, they're but, actually wasting a lot of time. Breathing. Meanwhile, breathing. Going How, to the bathroom. Oh, we need to put a stop to that. Staring. However, the same poll that asked the IT decision makers this used to determine usage percentages percentages also apparently said the users themselves reported that they only do 3.4 hours per week of non-work related surfing. Well, and users are going to underreport. And IT guys are going to overreport. So it's probably somewhere in the middle. Right. But think of it, if it's four hours, say, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Four hours not much. a week? Are you kidding me? I bet people spend more time drinking coffee a week. Yeah. Or or standing outside smoking cigarettes. Do you know how cigarettes? much productivity is lost to coffee? <laughs> but yeah, then it's a would, net gain because they get all yamped up and they yeah. work faster. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, it's always good to see, you know, these studies come out all the time. In fact, we even got an email that said that they wished we had done more debunking of the Australian study that found that yeah. people who use cell phones were four times more likely to die <laughs> than whatever it was that you know, was the alternative to using the cell phone. And so it's always actually good to see stuff like this come out and give you just a little reality check. Biggest underlying assumption here that's a problem is that that an employee could possibly be productive working every single minute for an entire week. Right, exactly. It's not human. No. People have to have downtime to recharge and get a fresh perspective on things. Well, and you shouldn't really even expect people to be working every second of every day. I mean, maybe they work more on Wednesday than they do on Thursday and Mm -hmm. the work gets done. Yep. Leave them alone. Anyway. Little sociology, people. All right. Okay. We're moving through. We're burning through our time. Uh, Firefox, speaking of debunking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've been getting a little mail lately saying that we have not been sufficiently critical of Firefox, which has been undergoing kind of a little PR disaster in terms of security problems lately. So they had a bunch of critical fixes come out. One of the fixes then apparently broke a third-party extension. Tim and I talked about a little bit of this Friday when you were not here, too. So. Yeah. So now the latest news, I guess, is that they have so many bug fixes and changes and stuff that would have been rolled out in a 1.1 release that they're actually going to wait and do a bigger 1.5 release expected next month. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they change I the just, version I number? I just wanted to point it out. Obviously, yeah. Firefox is is done. Yeah. I mean, it's there. It's a big piece of software. Software is always buggy, yeah. and and all the major attacks are happening in browsers and the internet. Of well, course, the they're going to be. Firefox is now uncovering vulnerabilities. Twenty is it close? To, is it ten percent? I think it's closer to ten percent than twenty. Ten percent that they've mm-hmm. reached now. Uh, so it's getting big enough that people are going to start targeting it, right? And know? well, and people are going to uncover flaws because they're actively looking for them. Yeah. This does not mean that Firefox is inherently a less secure browser than Internet Explorer. It also doesn't mean that inter- there's anything more wrong with Internet Explorer or less or anything. It's just. Firefox is mm-hmm. getting <laughs> getting more popular. People are using it more. I use right. it all the time. Actually, I use Mozilla. I don't use Firefox. I use the whole Mozilla suite, but it's virtually the same. Yes. Type. I think it's fair to say that the reports of Firefox suddenly being a, ba- a wildly insecure browser are overrated. Now, this also <laughs> reminds me of Bill Gates' quote in the News.com article recently where he attacks open source. Basically, I'm sort of paraphrasing, saying when you add things to open, open source is really easy to, to use at right. the beginning. But right. then when you add things to it, because of its brittle nature, other things break. Right. You know what that reminds me of? Windows. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, you know what I love? How Microsoft had to um, put out some things to stop their own update service because their new versions were going to break existing versions and and people's software. And so companies don't want to install it. What things that you add to Linux? I got to read the article closer, but what things do you add to Linux that break it? I don't know. I'm sure anytime you add anything to software, you risk breaking something. Oh, sure. No matter what it is. Because you're making it more complex. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that it is Linux, Windows, the Mac OS, and FreeBSD. I mean, give me a break. You can't anticipate everything in software development. It's All right, huge, we have two very important things to get to before we w- wind up here. Uh, we got a call, a re- repeat caller, first repeat caller, yes, Alejandro. Alejandro. Uh, talking about uh, commenting on the peer-to-peer situation. Take it away, Alejandro. Hi, guys. This is Alejandro from Argentina again. Um, I just wanted to express my view on this whole P2P copyright, corporation greed, uh, RIA, et cetera, et cetera thing. Because I just... I'm just tired of it, you know. They should just uh, respect the customer and uh, stop being so greedy. And I think if that day ever comes, they'll actually make more money than they're making now, which is a lot. So um, that's it for now. I'm going to keep it short so you can air it. Um, Best regards, and uh, talk to you soon. Later. They do make a lot of money. They should respect the customer. I've been saying this for a long time, and I think iTunes was kind of the first mini step towards them actually saying, okay, let's pay attention to what people want. Right. It's not perfect, but it was definitely the best first step, and that's why it's still the leader. I think. Yeah, and it's absolutely gone to show that people will pay for something if the price is reasonable and the quality is there. Hear that, MPAA. And RIAA. Well, MPAA, because they have a chance and to do stuff. it right from the beginning. Yeah, that's video. true. Whereas RIA has already screwed it up. All right, and then the last thing is, <laughs> Thank happy you, birthday, Alejandro. Veronica. Happy birthday, Veronica. Our producer, Veronica, is now, well, we're not going to say. <laughs> She's now happy because it's her birthday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. If well you done. want to comment on Veronica's birthday or the MPAA <laughs> or Firefox or uh, waste some time web surfing, it's 1-800-616-CNET and leave us a voicemail or you can email us at buzz, B-U-Z-Z, at cnet.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.